Hello. 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 I live here. Uh, keep talking. Um. Um. Our state fair is a great state fair. <laughs> Our state fair is a great I don't remember. I don't actually remember if that, those those aren't the right notes, but that's okay. 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 Um. Yep. Maybe we should take Ooh-hoo. some more. Yeah, we will. Um. Okay. Because most of them are blurry. Most they they are. I'm not the greatest artist. Most of them are blurry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all. Are we recording right now? We yeah. Are. Oh. Recording. It's going to be a running joke, apparently, because you did that last time. Oh, man. Um, hey, y'all. Hey. Hello. What's we, it? we, no, listen, we're off to a real smooth start. Woo! We are back with, um, episode two. This is episode two of the, of Carry On, the Sex and City podcast. Yeah. Um, this episode, we're going to be covering Models and Mortals. The season Mortals. one episode two of Sex and City. Second is the best. Um, I am Kat Knipe, uh, one of your co-hosts. I'm Alec Wells. Yep. And with us again is Matthew Scott Montgomery. I have the sex. You have the sex. Ooh, we, we all, all have, have the, the sex. sex. Oh, we're getting what? We're getting like five seasons ahead of I ourselves. I probably said that last time too. I just love seeing that. Same. No one's no Same. one's even upset. People that don't even know me or don't even know what that means. No one's upset. I have um, six. So we just watched. Episode two of season one of Sex and the City, uh, Models and Mortals. It aired June sixth, nineteen ninety eight. Wow. Um, and boy, even more than the first episode, for some reason, this one felt dated. It reeks mm. of late nineties. Yes, I'm a huge That's fan true. of the nineties, obvi. Yeah. But for some reason, my love of the nineties goes up to like ninety seven or something. This is like a little too late for me, if that makes sense. It, it totally like the, makes the sense. The mid mid ninety early nineties fashion, but mostly mid nineties fashion, like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, is like the absolute best. Mm-hmm. And there's something very odd and transitional and uncomfortable about late nineties fashion. I, agree. I think of like Scream Three a little bit. It kind of Scream Three got oh, like the tail sure. end. Of, yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, kind of podcast, it's not. But. It's no longer. Um, I like to refer to it as '60s '90s fashion. It's right. no longer mm-hmm. the not '60s. Yeah. yeah, it's no longer the '60s via the '90s. It's, it's like something else. Yeah, it's we're still finding our footing. Yeah. It will, and it's like by 1998, the jig is up. Let's move on. To yeah. Something else. yeah, it's like we don't know who we are as a society in 1998. Yeah. It's like this in between with length and hair length and everything like yep. that. Yeah. And just kind of like fucking yeah. ugly clothes. Yeah. I, what, oh yeah, go ahead. One thing's for sure. Wait, no, you go. I was just gonna say when you say 90s fashion, I can't help but think of the shot from Clueless where the guys are walking in slow yeah. motion. Young dudes. Yeah. 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 They look like circus performers. And like we're expected to swoon. I don't think, think so. so. Um no, but here here's the thing. I swoon. For sure though. I love those bags. For sure in nineteen ninety eight though, we were all familiar with modelizers. Models. Okay. Here's that was my thing it. About... I was me being that was me being facetious. Yeah, yes. okay. I, and I, I hope that comes across. I appreciate where you're coming from. So I guess we should say that this <laughs> episode centers around the thematic construct of quote unquote modelizers. To me, like modelizer sounds like someone who takes advantage of models. Yes. Or it's like because it's like, womanizer plus womanizer. model. Yeah, yeah. but like when I think modelizer. womanizer, I don't know. I don't think of like kind womanizer, of like, womanizer, 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 womanizer. <laughs> um, but this this purported the idea more of um, 
that it's people who worship or want to hook up with models, yeah. not right. who yeah. take who, advantage people of who models. not only worship and want to hook up with, but solely date models. Yeah. yeah. They don't date mortals. Yeah. <laughs> the um, only the only people being taken advantage here mm. are the regular women. That's true. Yeah. And really the only the only character who isn't kind of embroiled in, in this this horror is Charlotte in this episode. You know we don't see much Charlotte. I was thinking, is it because she's sick? If you want, remember the being the episode yeah, we said you we can were both clearly like, she's hear definitely that she got has a cold. a cold or whatever, yeah. and like yeah. no control over that, whatever. But I was yeah. wondering, there's this episode of my so-called life that's my favorite episode called Life of Brian, and um, this character that I can't stand, well, kind of can't stand. It's a long story. It's like a love hate thing. Her name's Rayanne, but the actress was sick while they're filming that episode, so they kind of just wrote her out basically. Uh, and it's like this episode where it's like, why is this episode so great? Oh, it's because Rayanne's not in oh. it a lot, but it's because she was sick while they're filming it. I think she had like adult chick- chicken pox or something like that. But anyway, I was thinking towards the end I was like well we didn't really see anything of Charlotte that's a good yeah. thought I was like maybe it's so early on to like yeah. because you think that they would want to establish the characters all more th- you need all there. of them yeah. so I was thinking maybe it's because she was sick or something that's probably it yeah, she fell off the face of the earth in this episode she did yeah. much like the plot line of Samantha sleeping with Charlotte's date which I was oh, sure from yes, episode one right. we didn't point. even address that at all would have come back around right. and oh, yeah. like instigated some conflict between yeah, yeah, the yeah. women not nope. mentioned no. at all. Nope, not at all. Although the skipper thing gets continued right away. Oh, spooter. The schooner thing. Oh, the spinner spinner. thing. So we open <laughs> we open this episode in a very strange yeah. non-sex in the city way. Yeah. yeah. With a dinner party. Right. With only one of the four leads yeah. in it. Yeah. And we spend quite a lot of time at that party before we get any of our And a lot of screen girls. time with women that we don't care about. Yeah. These that's like true. random it's not even friends of Miranda's. No. no. It's friends of her sports right. agent. But date. I, yeah. I guess I, I forget if the rest of the season does this or whatever, but like, isn't it, you know, maybe it's like that thing where it's like setting up the episode. Remember last time we had this, the, the, the couple or whatever, was it Elizabeth and Charles? I'm literally just making <laughs> that up. It's definitely Elizabeth. Charles. Um, Charles. Charles. And uh, th- maybe this is like the uh, going on with that motif of starting it off with like a story, except this time like Miranda's a part of it. Right. So it's people yeah. we don't know, but right. now Miranda's a part yes, of it. Yes, so like Miranda's that. been taken to this dinner party with her date, who instigates this, this um, like, hey guys, if you could sleep with one old like movie star. Chuck Fucker Mary or right. something. Yeah. And they go around the table and everyone's like, you know, Bing Crosby. Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Old movie stars you'd have liked to fuck when they were young. <laughs> Alive or dead? It doesn't matter. I'll start. Veronica Lake, the year she made Sullivan's Travels. Ooh. Dave? Huh. I'd have to say Sophia Loren. Probably because my dad had this thing for her. Oh, we won't go there. <laughs> Montgomery Cliff. He was gay. Oh. Marilyn Monroe, before the Kennedys got to her, honey. Bing Crosby. Ooh. I stand by my choice. Sean Connery. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> For a first date, Miranda felt like she was hitting it out of the ballpark. Um, and then, and this kind of, this bothered me, and this will come up for me again and again throughout many of the seasons, which is that... Um, as progressive and daring as this show was at the time and claimed to be, yeah. it's still depressingly backward for my taste as far as um, the way they deal with a lot of peripheral, to their mind, peripheral sexuality. Like, someone says Montgomery Clift, and uh, Miranda's like, he was gay. And the lady's like, oh. 
Because in yeah. theoretical fantasy world, if an actor was gay, then, oh, well, I guess I have to come up with a different That's answer. That's a really good point. And me as a yeah. gay dude, I didn't, <clears throat> didn't even pick up on drives that. Oh, that. Drives me nuts. That kind of thing drives me nuts. Okay, this... And also that that uh, Cynthia Nixon is almost is so often the one who has to have those weird moments. Right. Like later in the series when she's like, I'm going, oh, Samantha and her lesbian lover, and I am proud. It's yeah. like Cynthia Nixon's the gay one, and she yeah. has to deal. I wonder if it bothered her hmm. is all. A, a couple stray observations about that opening sequence. Yeah. One, Sarah Jessica Parker's voiceover was so dour. It really was. I noticed Wait, that what, too. Wait, what was it? What did she say? Her opening like voiceover. There's like zero personality with it. You know what I mean? Because like as the series goes on, it's like we feel like Carrie's talking to us right now, having that friendly yep. conversation. Yeah. But you're right. It's so low energy and, and dour is a good word to describe sure. it. Sure. Second stray observation yeah. of that sequence Cynthia Nixon's tits were totally popping out. Oh yeah, out. no, totally. In a, in a way that I didn't even notice those tits. No, not no I did. I didn't say anything, but I, especially when she was in the kitchen talking to her yeah. date's friends, I didn't notice she that. had some cleaves. She going had like on. two oh, fleshy Cleveland. baseballs. Oh, no, there were God, there were some jealous. some lesbian softballs. But the, but the funny thing about it is they don't usually accentuate her bosom. They don't. No. In the series, no. but in that dress. I mean, later in the episode, yeah. she's all back to like power suit buttoned yeah. up with like the. But this Shoulder is pads. date Miranda. So so um, basically the, the whole questionnaire thing, th- there was this weird device whereby they illustrated, um, so so two of her, two of Miranda's date's friends are like, I guess he took that ultimatum seriously. What? And she's like, what does that mean? And she, cause she comes to find out that Nick's friends, Nick's dinner party friends, and apparently they all have the same dinner party every Saturday night or something. I, I didn't understand that. I Well, yeah. We'll get into that. That felt like but some they, sort of awful Groundhog Day. Yeah, it was it terrible. I would hate that guy if he made us do the same yeah. question right. every time well, we had so, a party. So he asks everyone that, well... So, so Nick has been bringing dumb models to the party. And, and if we're to believe the show, unless this is some surreal, like, representation, if this is literally what goes on, he is this guy who brings a different woman to this dinner party every week and asks the, the table the same damn question. They're all stuck in this purgatory. Where, <laughs> where they have to answer the See, same question. I didn't question. understand they, that. I didn't understand if, the, if they were showing us flashbacks of past dinner parties. Where or they're just showing represent... Right. Yeah, because... The way that everyone answers that question when they show it to us with Miranda there was so spontaneous and sexy and exciting. They're like, and oh, Marilyn Monroe. And, and charming. And then they show us like the montage of all with all the model yeah. women. And everyone just gives off their like rote They're answers like, oh, that they've said a million Montgomery times Clift, before. Montgomery Clift, Marilyn Monroe. So if that was like flashback stuff, then why was everything so charming and sexy that like, because they've been answering that question a million times. Right. And that same. totally pulled me out of the episode. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like they yeah. could have, I, I know. Darren Star. Yeah. What's your probs? Yeah. yeah. Does, Didn't work. Yeah. And what was also weird is um, uh, the, when they were, so when they show the two dinner party friends talking to Nick um, in flashback, if we're to assume that's what or it is. whatever it they is. They say to him, you can't bring around any more of these so-called models, Nick. Mm. I'm like, why are they so-called? Yeah. They're actually models. Yeah. What is... Maybe that's just me being semantically that's nitpicky, true. which I always am. But, like, you can't bring around any more of these so-called veterinarians. Like, you if know, they're actually vet- veterinarians, you just, you don't say so-called. You just say, don't bring these models around, Nick. I thought yeah. the whole episode kind of reeked of, like, stereotypes, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Maybe oh, it's because in 2013 yeah. we're so tired or, like, over the model discussion. You know what I mean? I feel like today there's so many different 
definitions of what a model is or like what a model can be Mm -hmm. and this is so like by the numbers stereotype like we have the anorexia jokes you know what i mean like they're all fucking stupid and Mm -hmm. that stuff like that but maybe in the 90s and 1998 that was like the height of like supermodel status yeah where it's like that was like a hot button issue that was really exciting for me all that reeked of being very very dated well okay let's think of like 1998 who were the famous models at that time well i guess i I mean i don't know do we do we know that cindy crawford was that Maybe that was a little post Cindy Crawford actually. I think um, it was probably post because David they do they say Christy Turlington in the episode or something? Uh, like that? Ye- I don't even know who that is. Yes, they do. Oh, you don't you would know her if you saw her. I would know her. if she's, I saw her. She's Iman? beautiful. Is that a thing? Iman is Iman, Iman is that was 90s a nineties, but I want to sound like a bunch of idiots. No, I think Iman was early nineties too. I think who was uh, the wait? All I think is Tyra Banks. I mean, but that was I think that was mid nineties too, right? The, I, yeah, it was. I think by ninety eight we'd kind of surpassed the supermodel era where pe- where everyone knew who the but supermodels were. But it was still were. the world where models were on the cover of Absolutely. magazines. Right now, it's almost completely actresses and musicians. Uh-huh. There's not, yes. not really Absolutely. any models in the cover magazines. But at least in nineteen ninety eight, it was models. Yep. The September issue. Oh. The documentary. Yes, that's yes. right. How they were talking about how the oh, cover was. Yep. That's who, right. Who was in that documentary? Who was the celebrity who was on the cover? I um, don't it remember. was Sienna, uh, Sienna Miller. You're right. Oh, Sienna yeah. Miller. Yeah. Um, this is, sorry, now we're on a tangent, but <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about this. So there was a huge model, like 1997, 1998. She was the lead fembot in Austin Powers. And oh. she was the first model to have her own website. And you could subscribe to the website, like pay a fee and see. It wasn't like nude pictures or anything. It was just like model oh. pictures. And I have to know her name, and you'll you'll totally recognize this her name. This is my name. God created phones. Please yep. look this up. Come on, Fembot. Cindy Margolis. Cindy Margolis. Cindy Margolis was the lead Fembot. I yeah. never realized. I mean, I know exactly who that is, and and I can't believe I never and recognized Cindy her. And was like a revolutionary. Really? Did you pay for it? I didn't. But if I had a credit card when I was like 12, I would. That's no question. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, sorry to go off on that tangent. No, what we that's were saying was. Shout out to Cindy. What up, Cindy? What up, Cindy? Go to cindymargolis.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, where were we? We were talking about. Okay. We're so, talking about models and mortals. Yes, yeah. thank you. So, modelizer, this yeah. idea that people only modelizer. date models. Modelizers are a particular breed. They're a step beyond womanizers who will sleep with just about anything in a skirt. Modelizers are obsessed not with women, but with models, who in most cities are safely confined to billboards and magazines, but in Manhattan actually run wild on the streets, turning the city into a virtual model country safari where men can pet the creatures in their natural habitat. As if we didn't have enough problems. I also like that as an idea as though it's so easy to date a model. Yeah, it's just like some, yeah. some guy wakes up one day is like, I'm a modelizer, I only date models, and then he just gets to start dating <laughs> right. models. Right, well the guy, Nick, the the actor who plays Nick, and now I'm gonna, I feel like I should really look it up. There are two, there are two things, there are two observations I'll make about the first two episodes of yeah. Sex and the City, yeah. which is the, the character that um, Carrie hooks up with in the pilot, who has like the Sugar Ray collar? Mm-hmm. What was his name? Fuck. Parker? Carter? Hold Carter. On. Was that it? No. Was it? We're sounding like a bunch of. Well, whatever. Are we talking about the guy that she that she keeps going back to? And she, she has the... sex with like oh, a right. man. Like a man. You know, like with no feeling and doesn't care at all after. Just like how a man is. So that guy and yes. Banksy 
in this episode? Oh, yeah. Barclay. Barclay. <laughs> Barclay Amazing. Downs. I love that. Yep, yeah, he's an artist. Uh, well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm skipping ahead. So Let me let me just we'll yeah. go back. Josh Josh P A I S Pays, maybe. He's the actor who plays Nick, the modelizer. And I don't want to disparage. I mean, in fact, I'm looking at this photo of him and he's 49 in today in 2013. He's an attractive man. I mean, he's a little quirky looking, but he's not a bad-looking guy. No. Um but but it's weird to me that, that he was cast to be, like, the modelizer. But I guess maybe the point they're making is, if he's a high-powered man making lots of money... Then... Scream 3. He was in Scream 3. He was oh, one of the cops. Oh, my God. This is the That's scene it. where you come wow, with us. Wow, full circle. I had that Scream 3 reference wow. earlier. I'm amazing. That's right. <laughs> he was he was very good in Scream 3. He's in it. He's not in it That's too much. That's right. That's great. how I knew him. Yeah, he's great. So, um... Yes. I realized it's difficult to talk about these early episodes of Sex and the City <laughs> no. in, in, in any sort of continuous way because none of the storylines really pay off. No. Yeah. I'm thinking about the Nick's sports agent storyline which opens this episode but has no conclusion Miranda goes out on a date with him and that's it we see him make a stupid quippy whatever to the camera later where he's like he's he's got he's got a five o'clock shadow and he's like they're making me miss work I can't help myself. Are we supposed to feel... I don't understand. Okay. She goes out on a date with him and 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 then that's it. And then she has a random second storyline with Scooter yeah. later on. <laughs> I think maybe. Let me just... You're right. Let me just, let me just give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they were... That they at least found a way to make it, make it work for them in long haul storyline, which is that it gives us the, the moment at the end of the episode where... Mr. Big comes to see Carrie while she's writing in the coffee shop. Are and we we'll, talking we'll come, about the end right no, now? No, we'll come okay. back to that. But at the end of the episode, he comes over, at, and this is after um, earlier in the episode where she came up to him, uh, where he comes up to her in, at the horrible 70s Christmas party and <laughs> says, you know, he's with a model um, who happens to be black and his wife is black. I just think that's interesting mm. in real life. Oh, um, Misha, was that the, actor, the character's name maybe? I think so. Yeah, that's right. So anyway... Um, he comes up to her at the coffee shop where she's writing, knowing she's writing a story about men who date models. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to her and says, at the end of the day, you just want to be with the one who makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe they're using that as an opportunity to, like, show that Mr. Big is, while he is getting his jollies out and he's having fun as a young, rich guy, that maybe he might be a little deeper and he might have some potential to be. I got so much to say about that, but are we talking about the end No, yet? Okay. no, just, just, that's all. Okay. Um, well, so, you know, we just, like, randomly skip from this Miranda date yeah. to Carrie hanging out with this artist friend of hers, yeah. Barclay. I forget how we know him. She just knows him. She just, she just knows the him beauty, from around. Yeah, the beauty of the, these early episodes is you just, like, they don't do this very much later on, but, like, here it's just, they, they just go... In the early episodes, my well, okay, I, I knew this guy. I know this guy. That's right. I don't know why I'm questioning it being so judgmental. Yeah, about that. no, I mean, like, it, it's it's easy because in New York, a city of millions and millions and millions of people, of course, Carrie has a bunch of friends and they don't have to of explain course. how yeah, she of knows course, him. You're so. Right. so he's this guy, he's an artist, so, he lives in a loft. Yep, he's a yellow shirted gentleman <laughs> who throws paint With cans that all American canvases. Smile. Yeah. He's on, the, on suits with my friend Patrick now. Aww. Remember, there's like billboards all over LA. He's so sexy when he was young. Yeah. Not like he's not sexy now. Yeah. But like, yeah, oh, totally. he's very good looking. No question about that. Yeah. And we learn. Oh, yeah. He talks about how he's dating a model. And oh, by the way, 
And they're talking about it as though everyone knows, like, modelizers and people who date models. And he This says, is what I wanted to say about yeah. modelizer, which is, this is 1998. This is the year Seinfeld went off the mm-hmm. air. And oh, to yeah. me, that was a very Seinfeldian. They were almost doing a Seinfeldian, like, naming thing. Oh, like, sure. she's a two-face. Yeah. You know, he's a modelizer. Yeah. They, they are trying to create like a Like a, term. yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah to One put of these. In, exactly. Yeah. They're creating a term to put in like the lexicon. Something. That yeah. doesn't yes. exist, but right. they they talk to each other yeah. as though like Zaza Zoo. Yes, something later in season end of season five or season yeah. six and six part one maybe, um, where it's just a word that it literally just made up. Right. Yeah. And I always when I heard Zaza Zoo, I was like, oh, that must be a thing. No, in the commentary, no. they literally just made that just up. Just made it up. Yeah. So, that it felt very Seinfeldian and to it, me, which but it's sense not given the time. Unlike unlike a lot of other things that have come up in shows like for example Sex and the City where later they do he's just not that into you mm-hmm. and if that was like oh, a yeah, revolution episode, people still yeah. say that but like Modelizer never became a thing no it flopped <laughs> it maybe flopped it did I mean hard. maybe it did we didn't like because we weren't like dating in like the late 90s maybe that was a thing back maybe. then maybe maybe you're of- such a modelizer <laughs> <Matthew. laughs> um so, so she's I'm a with postmodern the, modeler. Carrie's with Barkley or whatever, and he he reveals to her that he has been secretly taping himself having sex and winking and mm-hmm. winking at the camera with these models. And a couple things about this: number one, that's illegal. Mm-hmm. To, to do that, to tape someone nudely without their oh. fucking permission. Oh, well, um, just lock me up. But also, <laughs> the, the other thing that, that knowing Carrie later in the series, um, there's an episode in season five where Carrie walks in on Samantha blowing the Worldwide Express guy. Right. And Carrie's such a prude about it. And I she's was like, so surprised totally freaked out. Was, yeah. And yeah. her reaction here at seeing this bank of like, well, what am I? What am I thinking of? There's a movie with Alec Baldwin where no, no, no. I'm thinking of Flatliners where. Oh God, I can't remember which Baldwin. But anyway, there's a character who ta- who has all these tapes of him sleeping with all these women. Yeah, and oh. we'll talk about it. But um, but... on the Flatliners podcast, Great. sure. <laughs> look for look for 96 episodes. <laughs> but she, but Carrie's just like intrigued and like she's. She's non I thought she'd be like, there will be no, and then like leave. Yeah. But no, no she's, she, was she just, like, just my asks sig. for a light. Dare I say she was turned on. Yeah. She was. Yeah. yeah. And I was sitting, I was, I was also thinking like, I mean, I, I guess Barkley just dates models or whatever, but I'm like, that would have been the perfect opportunity for them to get all <gasps> riled up oh, and I have think about sex. No, they didn't. Like, they didn't. Have sex on about. the canvas. Oh, yeah. Roll for that Flash paint. forward. To another Sex and the City episode. Oh, yeah. Is that Charlotte? Dirty Hands. Oh, wait. Who has sex with You're talking about the Charlotte Hasidic Jew storyline, and I was thinking about Samantha and Maria, because those are two art sex storylines. Oh, ba-ba! Now, See, I went to, like, for no reason, Charlotte dressing up as a dude in that thing. Yes. I guess oh, I'm just thinking yeah. generic art. So Art's many, all the same. so many art sex storylines on this show, and they're mm, not all Charlotte I have either. the art, you have the art, we, we all, all have, have the, the art. art. Now, I have, a, I have a fan theory about why Carrie was nonplussed okay. about the filming yeah. of Barclay mm-hmm. having sex <laughs> Barclay. with his various Berkeley, models. Berkeley, yeah. And this is that theory. Okay. So... In the early episodes of the show, Carrie talks directly to the camera. Uh-huh. So, Carrie 
is doing some sort of surreal art project herself where she's documenting every moment of her life. Oh, and God. so when Barclay <laughs> winks at the camera, he's wow. just being like Carrie. He's that just talking to the meta. camera. I'm So in that regard, they're actually kindred spirits. I am not able to reframe my entire kindred viewing spirits? of yeah. all of these episodes. I can't I can't accept your theory, but I appreciate it. But my brain will actually I think will dribble out of my ears. Yeah. If I think just just wait till the people hear my sex in the city to Aiden. Oh boy, Steve we're not there. We have ninety two more episodes before okay. we get there. I won't um, forget it. Okay, I know you won't. So um, here's the other thing we have to mention because Matthew, you brought it up. We see Carrie's real apartment for the first time. We do. It's very purple, but uh-huh. we we definitely do see we it. Finally, That's the see her. That I know and yeah. I love. It's my mm-hmm. apartment. Because in the pilot, you said, "What apartment is that?" I don't know what that was. Yeah, um, above the quickie mart. So there is a moment in this episode um, where so we ha- so where the girls all have dinner at Carrie's apartment. Mm-hmm. So like they're I mean this is obviously don't know what the fuck Samantha's wearing by the way. What, what was, was she, she wearing? wearing? She's wearing this really I like it. I would wear it now actually. This really slouchy like sweater that has like straight jacket sleeves and it's very long and big and baggy. Oh sure. But mm-hmm. I'm like whoa we haven't figured out their fashion sense no. yet. No. I mean Miranda That's we, not Miranda Samantha. goes through fashion evolution as you know. When we give Charlotte Glass is cool she's set but like it, for, for me it's like that was like the, the big red flag where it's like we haven't figured out Samantha yeah. yet completely mm-hmm. because her ass wouldn't be wearing that later in the series that's a really you know good point I mean? Samantha's class all the yeah, way yeah she looked like a slouchy except when she's blowing the world like 20, 20s hipster something or like a mom it could have gone either way and I'm like yeah. neither one of those are Samantha no. it no. pulled focus for me agreed well uh, and that was one of those scenes where you can tell you're watching an early episode of the show yep. because the girls don't have distinct voices well, you yet. know what while I was watching that scene, I thought Cynthia Nixon, Miranda's the only one that's watching these early episodes, not having seen them before, who is exactly the same at the beginning as she is at the end of the oh, series. Oh, sure. Her delivery is the same. The, the character is the same. I don't know. That's not necessarily attributed to, specifically to Cynthia Nixon because, you know, you're just figuring out a show and you're figuring out everything. The Absolutely. writers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But they had Miranda pegged from the very, mm-hmm. very beginning. Yep. Carrie, they're kind of trying to figure out, we'll throw some glasses on Charlotte. She was sick. We haven't seen her that much. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like Samantha, we're still trying to get it, but there's still something kind of soft, too soft about yeah. Samantha. Yeah, there is. And Samantha's, foreign. yes. And, and Samantha is still speaking out loud her ideas of who she is and sort of sussing out who she's like well um let's see i'm uh, i'm as good looking as a model but i work for a living so i'm the total package yeah. like she's she's saying it she did that in the first yeah. episode too she's, yeah. she's like diet confident where she's like i by diet i mean like confident yeah. light i don't mean specifically yeah. yes. on a diet yeah but like where she's like i love my body kind of thing but she just gets even more and more confident yep. yeah charlotte is a total question mark i mean partially due to right. the fact that she doesn't have a storyline right but in that scene where they're all talking i don't know what her point yeah. of view is no and she, she does hit her thighs later in the series, though. Yes, she does. At that the is steam consistent. room or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's true. She's always self-conscious about She's her thighs. She's always hated her thighs. That we know about <laughs> What are you talking about? Look at you two. You're beautiful. Mm, I hate my thighs. Oh, come on. I can't even open a magazine without thinking thighs, thighs, thighs. Well, I'll take your thighs and raise you a chin. I'll take your chin and raise you a... Mm. I wonder At if that point, gave Kristen Davis a, con- 
uh, like a uh, I, what's the fucking a word? Complex. A complex. I wonder oh. because they're like um, they said that twice. I wonder about. If, they, right. if, if they do that. I haven't worked on well, anything where that's the case where you the character specifically doesn't like something about themselves. I wonder if that's an open communication kind of thing. The SJP actor, with her nose or something right? Like that. You know what, what I mean? do you? What would you feel comfortable? What are you self conscious about? And then they actually say instead of like you get the script you know the night before yeah. like mailed to you or whatever, and it's like oh I guess I'm writing about how I hate my face. Well, or, I mean, like, specific <laughs> Kristen Davis, like if you see, I mean she is. Pair shaped like she has a gorgeous body but she's got she's got nice breasts she has a nice dipping waist that goes right on in and then she does have some hips so like i don't know i mean like i don't remember seeing you i mean i just mean like not necessarily just on the show but like if you look elsewhere like if you if you really get good glimpses of her Honestly, body though, she's got a very different body they all got banging bodies oh yeah. they all do in, in different They're ways I, i'm sure that these things about kristen davis are true it's just hard to look past her fat thighs <laughs> This is a slippery slope of joking about things like this. I know. Um, I know. I, please, if you're listening and you don't know Alex's sense of humor, he's definitely joking. And her thighs are definitely huge. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm look, and Sarah Jessica Parker makes a comment about her nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I feel like to your point, yeah. you want to like approach the actor about that or ask I'm them sure if she it's had okay to, to yeah. like, I'm sure she's going to bro- say something about that. Now let's do a little character math because um, there's a comment in here. This, this episode brought up a lot of stuff about age for all three yeah. of us we, because a lot of the characters kept saying things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first of which that made me sort of trigger was um, Samantha saying at this little party where they're all sitting around, the girls are all sitting around at Carrie's apartment having dinner. Um, I love the way I look. And Miranda says, you should, you paid enough for it. And we were all like, but what now? Yeah. But then How old strange. are they? And then Samantha says, well, I don't believe in plastic surgery yet. I just have no, con- I'm like that little kid who okay. like, thinks everyone over the age of 30 is the exact, the same age right. or something like that. No, but listen, no hold on. We need to figure this out. So there right. is an episode in what season where Samantha says I'm 40 fucking five and I am, I have nothing to be ashamed Woo! of. What episode I'm pretty is that? sure that's season six. Okay. Yeah. So if she's 45 she in season 50 six. 50 in the first movie. Yeah. And that's three years after the last season. So. So it's nine years after season one or eight years after season one. Hold on. So she's 45 in season six. That means five years before that. She's, so she's, she's, but if she's not, if 40. she's not forty, she's thirty nine. She's she's yeah. approaching forty. Yeah. And the rest of the girls are thirty three. Aren't they all thirty four? Thirty four. No. Sh- no, because Charlotte's uh, thirty four birthday is in season. Well, Carrie turns thirty eight in the final season. Mm-hmm. Yes, but she. What's the episode? I, I just watched. So season are they four seven years younger 30. than Samantha? In season four, she turns thirty five. Okay. Because she's her thirty fifth birthday party where no one. So shows are they thirty one? The rest of the girls no. are 31? No. <laughs> Divide by law. Aren't they like 34? <laughs> and then like, just because we have different seasons doesn't mean it's like a different year kind of thing. Maybe not. I always, I don't, my understanding was they start the show at 34, then they all kind of turn 35, then all of a sudden they're 38. And then <laughs> in the movie they're like 40 Catch something. Catch 38. Well, anyway, we do know Samantha's I, a little I older. I sworn Charlotte, no, maybe not Charlotte, Miranda or Carrie said something about being 34 okay, in the last well, two episodes. Okay, well, we know... We know that she's not 30 because she said, I, I felt good about the, or yeah, I gave up caring about how I looked when I turned 30, when I turned 30. Yeah. She turns 35 in that episode where she drops the cake. Yeah. Right. And that's season four. That's season four. That's so maybe she's 31. Well, here's the important question. How old is Skipper? 
I'm... Because Miranda says to him, when she runs into him at the Korean supermarket or whatever, yeah. Yeah. don't you want to go out with a girl your own age? Is he supposed to be like 19? Because he looks 35. Oh, no way. I thought he was like, that's why I was like, oh, he's a dude in his mid-30s. And I was like, oh, maybe Miranda and the girls are like older than that or like something. Or is he... I didn't understand whether I I quickly got it with the serial joke that he's supposed to be younger, but I didn't know whether he's supposed to be younger. All we know about Skipper is that he has curly pube hair. (laughs) And he looks like the poorest man's Tom Hanks. And (laughs) he works for Mad Magazine. And he's sweet. Yeah. And his glasses are so terrible. He has no age tells. He he doesn't have wrinkles because his face is doughy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see what his real hair color is because his eyes are so big. (laughs) The thing is, the thing is, the the nineties in fact, maybe this is just generational and maybe when maybe every generation has had this problem, but I mean if you think about like our grandparents who when they were thirty dressed like they were fifty. That's true. It's Mm -hmm. just I don't, maybe we're just incapable I still look at yearbooks of, when I was a kid and see the seniors. When I was like a kid looking at seniors, I still don't feel old enough anywhere as old as they look no. in those pictures. Right. No <laughs> right. way. I don't understand how that's possible. No oh, way. One man. day I will be as old as the seniors at Charlotte Christian. I can't wait until we watch an episode and we say, oh my God, Skipper's not in this episode. Yes. Thank oh. God. I wonder if maybe we'll we'll It's unfortunately yeah. too, way too much longer than you think it's going to really? be. Really? I'm pretty sure Skipper is in season two. At least one episode. I'll, you know what? I'll take a Skipper an episode as long as we don't have to see Stanford with his shirt off again. <laughs> that was really unfortunate. <laughs> we do see him with his shirt off later that when he has sex with the dolls guy. Yeah. Or we yeah, don't have we do. sex. They just almost do. We see him. We don't see him. We see him. Is that the same episode or as he, Big Tool for you? Because we I, definitely no, see him. No, that's a different one. He's Rick, shirtless Rick in that Nine, one. He's Rick Nine Plus. He is. He's in his underwear at the at the club. That yeah. is just not the um, prettiest thing. Okay, Stanford Blatch. Again, if we're gonna talk about actors' bodies, <laughs> he's like one of those skinny fat guys who you're convinced <laughs> that he's fat, but yes. he's actually not fat. But there's just a quality about his general demeanor and. Yeah, the way his face maybe skinny face in structure. some spots and fat in others. I, this is a model episode, so I guess that's why we're talking about right. people's physical appearance. We sound so much. like terrible people right now. Okay, let's go through all the actors who have their worst physical feature. <laughs> go. We'll yell at the same time, okay? You know what? Okay, that's fair. Oh, we shouldn't God. talk about their physical appearance, but we can talk about how fucking awful that actor was. <laughs> Who played oh, the come model? On. So so Derek. okay. So let's go back. Um, we should all pick a line of his and then give our impersonation. So of the, the reason, so the reason we see Stanford again, as we were saying with his shirt off. The reason we see Stanford again is we now we're all remembering because we never rewatched these old episodes or and we just remember Stanford later. Yeah. That Stanford is an agent, a talent agent. So and if I remember he's correctly, the pilot, his only client is Derek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his only client is Derek, and and he takes so Carrie and the girls go to a fashion show and just, just, just Samantha, I think. Just right? Samantha, mm-hmm. Samantha and Carrie, and they're sitting right in the front row. And Stanford's client Derek is in the fashion show, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we meet Derek, who is the the male model representative of the episode, because all the other models in the episode are women. Right. And Derek is the worst actor this I side mean, of the Mississippi. In his defense, and I, this is knowing nothing about who this guy is or whatever, my assumption is he's strictly just a model. Yeah. That was based was cast based off the As space. were a lot of the the girls in the episode too, the models who Oof. who have lines, all yeah. of them it's terrible. Oh boogie necklaces. Um, Though I will uh, say this breast job. <laughs> I feel like you could find an actor who is as handsome as Derek was. Maybe who could be an actor. Maybe that was their point. Maybe they, on they purpose. wanted to cast someone who seems so dumb and just like a 
was kind of bad because to make him seem like yeah. a dumb model. I don't know. This is me it's giving us all point. kinds of no, benefits. No, no, no. It could be. Now, if we're analyzing this show 10, 12 years later, uh-huh. is it still relevant? Are the ideas posed in the episode... Um, do, do, do they hold up today? I would say that the the scene between Carrie and Derek where he's saying, I just want to lay with somebody, yeah. is a uh, more poorly executed version of the scene from that movie I love, Crazy Stupid Love. The scene with Ryan Gosling and yeah. Emma Stone where yeah. he's, a, he's a womanizer, not a modelizer. Right. But he's a womanizer who really just wants to have a real conversation with yeah. somebody. Yeah. Would be the 2012-2013 analogous scene. And so that mm-hmm. that idea of like somebody only sleeping with people, but just actually desiring a connection yeah. and not wanting to feel lonely. Yeah. That is a universal theme that, that still holds up. Sure. Um Absolutely. For for a little information about the guy who plays Derek. Oh yeah. His name's Andrea Boccaletti. Andrea Boccaletti. Um, ah, he's bizarrely not see. been in very many things. He was in Fifty Four, um, the movie. Okay. Um, okay, and he doesn't have that many credits. But but please, you have to know. Um, uh, for this Sex and the City episode, he's credited as Derek, aka the Bone, the only client, <laughs> the only client Stanford manages. <laughs> And you're looking at this. I'm not making wow. it up. Wow. Wow. Um, the bone. We have to call yeah. him the bone. I know we're going to be the talking bone. about him a lot. Um, and you they can, say that in the episode, too. You can follow Derek on Twitter at the bone. <laughs> at thebone.com. Um, one thing that, another thing that bothered me, and you can count on me, by the way, um, for anyone who's listening, to, to point out and rip apart and be angry about every single moment in every episode where someone says something really backward or stupid or simplistic about sexuality. Tear it down. So, <laughs> so Samantha, so they're at the fashion show and Samantha um, and Carrie are sitting on the front row and Barkley comes up behind them and he's like, Hey Carrie, are you going to the after party? And Samantha is interested because this guy's cute. She and she turns butt. to Carrie and says, Martini straight up. Oh, with a twist. And that was her way of asking, is he gay or is he not gay? It's like, fucking just ask if he's wow, gay. I, yeah. Did I just sleep through that? I don't remember that. Oh, it, it was probably it because it was so terrible, you immediately scrubbed it from your mind. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, you might have been distracted by me going, ugh, that and was, rolling my eyes. I remember that. Yeah. I'm sure you remember that because sometimes that happens. Um, I want to point out, because this is the model episode, and there's a lot of talk about the girls feeling inadequate. Yeah. I really think Sarah Jessica Parker is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I think she's... I really do. Yeah. And she especially, gets a lot of flack for some reason. Her well, eyes are gorgeous. Oh, God. The, Everything about the her. Final scene where she's, the final scene where she talks with Big, and, and Big walks out cheeks. the door, oh, and we yeah. see her in profile for a yeah. second, and she smiles this really yeah. genuine smile. Yeah. She's breathtaking. She yeah. is. She really is. Yeah, She's she gorgeous. Is. Those those ringlets around her face. Um, I, I will say this about... Um, speaking to your point, Matthew, about how they haven't quite figured the characters out yet mm-hmm. and like just certain inconsistencies you notice when you've watched later episodes 50,000 times is that you notice things like Big asking Carrie where she writes and she says, well, my apartment and then sometimes on this, at this coffee shop at 73rd Madison or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then in season f- three or four, three, mm-hmm. where she she says, when she moves in with Aiden... 
oh, season yes. four. Mm-hmm. Where she moves in with Aiden and she's she ends up having to go to a Starbucks to write because she can't concentrate because she's not in her apartment alone. Yeah. And she's like, I used to think that all the people who were writing in coffee shops were just pretentious, whatever, assholes. But now I know they're just people who've recently moved in with someone. Yeah. Um, except in literally the second episode of the series, she writes in a coffee shop. That's true. Um, Check that's your all. mythology. Yeah. Check super, your mythology. It's super nitpicky and like give them a break because that's they're, they're writing show. a television show. But... A la watching this show 12 years later, we we live in a different era of TV. We live in the Netflix, immediate access, That's right. own everything on DVD mm. era where DVD continuity has to be perfect. Blu-ray. You said it. Because people are going to binge watch shows yes. and there isn't a week or, God forbid, three months between yeah. the last time you've seen an episode yeah. and the time Plus, you see the next one. Plus, our generation is so ready to tear, I'm just t- tear oh, everything apart. We think we know everything. Yeah. We do. We yeah. really do. <laughs> we, and I mean, we really don't. really realize <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if... Such know-it-alls. We'll have to look this up. <laughs> I wonder if people, and they must have, there must have been like internet chat rooms and message boards after Sex and the City aired sure, for people to get sure. on and commiserate. Is she going to end up with Aiden? Where's my time machine? Where's the bone? Where's Where the, bone? the bone? Where is the bone coming I back? I missed the bone. How much we don't even have Twitter commission? yet, so we can't follow him. God, did they have AOL? They had instant messenger in 1998, right? Yeah. yeah. No? They, must, they faxed each other. Gross. No. They like, each other with their beepers. Oh, God. I still don't understand how those work. I still don't get what that is. I yeah, never had a beeper, it, but I know, you know how they what work. What happened was you would beep somebody to call you. Yeah, they would get their beep. So you would you would pick up your telephone, dial the beeper number, and I think there were prompts if like you wanted to indicate that it was super urgent or if you just wanted to page them okay. and then their when their beeper went off they would see a page and it would show the number the phone number that was paging them so assuming that they had your number number memorized and which you would go most people do phone. yeah okay yes. that's right um because at the time we I all knew each other's helpful. phone numbers yeah, but yeah. i mean i both of you like alec and matthew i know your phone number so like if i was stuck without if my cell phone died mm-hmm. if God forbid, like the worst happened, and I needed to like dial your number. I need to learn. I only know my brothers. See, and learn that's a the couple. thing. I had to yeah, learn. I had to learn Alex because I had never. I've known yours, Matthew, for so long that like yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like Alex, like literally, like four months ago, I had to memorize that is his so phone smart. number. Everyone who's listening, memorize those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a 2013 issue, guys. Um, 2014 by the time. 2014 issue, yeah. guys. I forgot. This, this is Christmas totally time. Right. Oh God. Right yeah. Right now. now it's Krampus time. <laughs> when you're listening to this, it'll be like the second or third week of of um January. So Skipper. Of indeterminate age. Mm-hmm. He might have the Benjamin Button disease, actually. Maybe. I think he got younger, <laughs> maybe, somehow. I bet he looks exactly the same right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, God. I've done more IMDBing. He had. We should he, do this before. Yeah. We should, we the, should prepare. I know, we no, know, you know I prepare. So I take notes. I take notes it. during the. Well, during while the you're looking that up, Skipper had a hilarious <clears throat> cell phone. Oh, he a giant. He had the My Best Friend's Wedding cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> That big flipper out. It was a giant oh. gray football. <laughs> it was. With a piece that... My daddy used one of those in the car when I was a kid. Ben Did Weber. You... Car phone. So this is the actor who plays Does he Skipper. look the same? His name he is Ben Weber. He looks exactly Called the same, it. except he doesn't have on, on glasses. And he does look exactly the same. And, he, and well, I mean, same good news age. for him with that, that sweet, doughy, um, fair skin. He doesn't look 41 like What's he is now. What's a secret schooner? Um... 
Do you see the oh, Tom? God. Do you see the Tom Hanks thing I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking like 99 yes. cents. No, he Tom looks Hanks. like. No, he looks like. Do you remember the movie Multiplicity with Michael Keaton? And how, yeah. like, if you made a copy of a copy, it was kind of, like, not quite as good. Yeah. That's kind of, like, he's, like, a two twice-removed copy of Tom Hanks. Yeah. I just found it strange that Skipper had that giant cell phone, and he held it an inch away from his face. Maybe that's what they did back then. Did Because he? they're afraid they're going to get didn't notice that. brain cancer. People <gasps> thought they would no. get brain cancer back then. That's right. This was pre We're like probably Carrie didn't hold it far away from it. Maybe she doesn't care. She likes to live dangerously. When By the way, um the actor Ben Weber who who um plays Skipper, who plays Schooner, <laughs> has done fourteen so far, fourteen episodes of The Secret Life of the American. Oh my Teenager. gosh, that's awesome. Um, yep. Uh so yeah, it looks like he's had a kind of a long and storied career. Snaps which is good him. for him. Like he's fucking working. That's I great. Hope I work as much as he does. Um Yep. So also, um, go ahead. Oh, so, um, so they go to this runway show, Carrie and Samantha, and Barclay is also in attendance. <laughs> Barclay! Hey, and Barclays. Samantha decides, since Barclay only fucks models. That sounds models, like a super hip bar. Have you guys been to Barclay? <laughs> what is Barclay Downs? Because that is a thing. Anyway. No idea. So, so they're at this show, this whole episode, they've been talking about models versus mortals and Samantha, in order to validate herself and her opinion of herself and her looks, decides that she's going to try to fuck Barclay. Because Carrie says he only dates models. Yeah. And she says something really generic, but in a later season would have been a great pun. Yeah. Uh It was a really, it was a missed opportunity. Sure. Um, so... She she goes home with Barclay. Yep. Meanwhile, Carrie goes to a terrible after party. Oh yeah. God. We were saying I don't understand how this set dress. I what think the what they was. did because they didn't do there were I don't think it looks there like were any club establishing chaos, exactly shots. just like exactly the, the club. There, from last yeah, week. there weren't any there weren't any wide shots, which leads me to believe they just didn't have the budget nor the time or resources or whatever to have to like establish as they do later so when they're like they when like club denial was like a big yeah so they just took grandma's christmas tinsel and they had a bunch of tight shots like the all the shots That's were true. were either you medium really or close up anything, nobody but... wants to fuck grandma's tinsel <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so th- this i found this to be a little strange but um samantha's left with barclay Carrie runs into Big, yeah. who is at the fashion show. He shamelessly flirts with her. Yes. But, of Definitely course... has a model girlfriend. We all yeah. find out, um, to to my sadness at least, that he was there with another right. woman. Yeah. With he's, a model. He's very angel for Buffy in the oh, show. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of this thing where it's like, watching it now, I'm like, we. it seems already that like Carrie and Big are so predestined... And it's just like these these two people who seem to spontaneously know each other really well yeah. are giving each other a hard time, but yeah. are like in love. It's like there was there's never like getting to know each other. They just go from no. zero to like sixty, which yeah. is kind of reminiscent. It makes me think of like an affair to remember, like some of those older. Okay, I've never films. seen that, but my mother loves. Oh, we'll have to they watch it. They used to be it. punishment for me when I was little. She goes, "If you guys are bad, we're gonna I'm gonna make you sit down and watch no, an affair to remember." Wait, <laughs> yeah, no. she used to. <laughs> And I don't know why, as a kid, we were like, no, no, but I've never seen it. I don't even know what it's about. I've seen it about 75 times. Let me tell you, you would actually love it. No, please, (laughs) no. The next time I I text you and you don't get back 
that's me within the hour. <laughs> that's it. We're watching an affair. That makes me so happy. That's but like, so funny. But but in movies like that, um, in those older older films, there was often a lot of like upfront banter, like banter yeah. happening from the beginning. Yeah. That um, you just yeah, the, that middleman is cut out. You get a lot of that snappy yeah. dialogue right. to begin I, with. Now, in I Big's love. defense. He didn't know that Carrie was going to be there. So I imagine his train of thought is like, oh, I'm just living my life normally. I'm going yeah. out with this model. Then he sees Carrie across the room mm-hmm. and he's so magnetically attracted right. to he her is. that he actually leaves his date behind. Right. He hasn't probably tries quote, to done lose anything her. wrong yet. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. And, and he just he kind of loses his date so he can go off in a corner and talk with uh, Carrie. Yeah, and they yeah. have their witty repartee. Mm-hmm. And then... That's His right. date comes back, but he still says to her, "Like I'll see you later, or see like, you again see soon." You soon or really, and he, really yeah, good. and he's like, "I hope so." And like his his date's right there, his model's right there, but he's making an effort to flirt and kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can tell he really. This is why ultimately I do believe Carrie and Big, um, uh, spoiler alert, like should end up together as they do because. They just they spark right from the beginning, and whether or not the show, whether or not they knew that they really truly were going to get together at the very end, I I, I don't know. I'd love to find that out, but mm. but but it's certainly set up to be really satisfying when it finally does happen because yeah. I mean he's there from the first episode. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know that's true. Yeah. Um. In a really unsatisfying end to a plot line, Samantha goes back to Barclay's art loft. Mm -hmm. They have sex. Again, this is like episode... Second episode in a row where it's like she just needs the validation from the dude, so she just goes and fucks him. The end. Yeah, I mean, like, is this going to be happening? Very good point. At the end of every episode, because Samantha's so like late in later seasons, she's just banging everything that moves, but because she just wants to. But you're right; these first two episodes have been about her, like she. She she is doing that weird like sorority girl thing of like I just Every need you to think I'm to beautiful. Every guy has to think I'm attractive yes. and like has to fuck me. Yeah, I believe so not Samantha. I think that if this episode had been written two seasons later, yeah. what would have happened? Here's what happens in the episode: she's having sex with him. She says, "Are you filming me?" He says, "No, I only film models, but I'll make an exception for you." Yes, and then they continue to have sex. Well, actually, he says, "No, I only film models," and she's he. He, he lets it go at that. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify how much more desperate it right. is. She, said, yeah. she well, says, I well, mind. I don't mind. Jesus. Uh, you're right. Season, I, I know where you're going No, with please, this. please. And two seasons later, she would have gotten up and said, you're, like, you're lucky to be fucking me right now. Don't touch me, motherfucker. And I'm like, yes. get out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was expecting kind of that to be her reaction. I was so surprised when he just kept... Yeah. That's why this storyline yeah. is so disappointing because it sets it up in such a way that you think he's gonna learn a lesson. No, but no he one doesn't learns learn a, a lesson. He gets to at keep all. being no like, what is thing. he doing yeah. today? Like, still that because he gets away with it. Yeah. So that that was really just unsatisfying yeah. in terms of like a storyline. And then the second unsatisfying storyline is. Miranda just randomly she's at the grocery store the mini mart or whatever getting cat food and Skipper's there oh god I just wish he wasn't there I would have preferred a scene where she buys cat food and that's the end of the scene I would love I'd watch Cindy Nixon do anything really I would watch please 
yeah. So stupid Skipper is there and ruining the cat food scene. And in just some nonsensical, like Legends of the Fall meaningless prose, (laughs) Miranda likes the way she looks in Skipper's glasses because because she's well, he says she's luminous. Since when does since when does Miranda Hobbs fall for a line like that? I don't know, but I guess the thing is like you're right, but like they're setting up like oh she's a model to him kind of thing. Yeah, all right. To a loser. (laughs) To a loser, you're beautiful. So the moral of the story is as long as you look like a model to someone, then you will be happy one day. Yes. Which brings us to the very last scene of the um, episode where Carrie is at her coffee shop writing on 73rd Madison or whatever. Yeah, she must have just moved in with someone and needed some time and space. That's what we know from later. But Big shows up. You guys, mm-hmm. he takes time out of her, out of his day to come find her. Well, maybe I'm being like the total, total cynic here. That's or okay. You're my cynical touchstone. Well, <laughs> well, your cynical touchstone pictures. Um, when she mentioned the earlier in the episode where she's like, "Oh, 73rd and Madison," I was like, "Big's gonna fucking show up with the thing right. later." So well, I was of like, course. And I was like, "Well, here he comes, whatever." And so like, I really wanted to like that last scene. It was so brief. Yeah, you know, like he super just... short. I'm not interrupting your work, am I? Hey, what a surprise. I can't stay. I'm late for a meeting. But I've been thinking about that article you're writing. About men who date models. Yeah, what about them? First of all, well, there are so many goddamn gorgeous women out there in this city. What an amazing observation. But the thing is this. After a while... You just want to be with the one who makes you laugh. You know what I mean? He's like, I just want to be the one who makes me laugh. And then she kind of laughs and he walks away. And then can we talk about this final line of the Well, I mean, episode? well, first of all, I, I just want to rebut here for a minute and say, like, yeah, maybe you, you're you super savvy and you're watching a TV show where you see a character give the cross streets for a coffee shop and you're like, well, he's definitely going to show up later. But I don't think Carrie expected him to show you're up right. later. If you're, you're Carrie, right. that's the most magical moment. You're right. Um, But anyway, yeah. So... They have this little witty banter, and and like I mentioned before, Big says to Carrie, I've been thinking about this thing, about your column that you're writing, about men who date models, and I realize that at the end of the day, you just want to be with the one that makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. And Carrie smiles, that gorgeous smile, like that we were talking about Alex. Smile. She just looks beautiful. And Those he leaves. Cheeks. And then the the um, voiceover is, is Carrie saying, I take that back. Beauty is fleeting, but a rent-controlled apartment overlooking the park is forever. I think that what? is an absolute genius last line for any other episode. Of <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. That has yes. absolutely nothing to do what with the scene or the episode the at all. I think it's a genius witty one-liner, and I love it. And oh, give them to me all every day of the week and twice on absolutely. Sunday. Absolutely. But for this episode, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Huh? It doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's like they had this really great line that they wanted to throw in there somewhere. Like, oh, where's that great line where we can put it in? We'll just shove it in the episode too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, yeah. Then it was there. No. Here's my theory on that line in these first two episodes in general, and yeah. it'll be interesting to see as the show goes on if, right. where this drops off. Right. But I really think that Sex in the City was created as a real sex companion. Because... Uh, you're talking about HBO's real yeah, sex. HBO, yeah, HBO. Okay, so in the late 90s, early 2000s... Did it come on afterwards? It may have. We should look that up. But yeah. HBO had a show called Real Sex, Girl, which was 
Didn't we talk about that last episode? time? Yeah, so, okay, yeah, it's a pseudo-reality show where they show Creepy real people music, yeah. having sex, and but in between are interstitials of, like, on the street, yeah, yeah. people yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about their own sex lives. Right. And that's the way right now that Sex in the City is constructed, where right. it's, like, these vignettes about sex and relationships, and then in between them are interstitials of people on the street yeah. talking about Like the dude at the sex. gym. And, yeah. yeah. I could totally see Darren Starr or Michael Patrick King or whoever it initially was who pitched the show saying it's like a scripted real sex. You're right. I right. can see that. I can really see that. Where, you know, people will talk straight to the camera about their sex lives and, and, and we'll show like New York City and, you know, modern sex and it'll be a great companion right. piece and, I mean, to when that you, show. When you consider the, um, lending credence to what you're saying, the, the videos that... Barkley shows Carrie are really gritty yeah, and like real it's pretty sex. Much porn. Yeah, yeah. It's and pornography. That's where, like when you we were saying last episode where it's like a show called Sex and City. That's what you're kind of expecting to see. Yes, yeah, yes. You get that straight. And that up doesn't sex. sex doesn't really take that tone. Um, it's pretty, uh, again for the for the, the rest nudity's of the series. pretty overt. It like, is m- more so than really in the series. Absolutely, you, know I mean? you get breasts from all angles. I'm I'm sorry if this isn't true, but I think. That Sex in the City was HBO's first scripted television series. Was what was Oz? Was Oz on before it, that? Oz might have been. That's the problem is I don't know for sure, but it's one of the first. Yeah, for at sure. Least. Definitely. So I feel like they're gonna have to play off of already existing yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, real sex works for HBO. Mm-hmm. So let's Let's take that steam. We know, yeah. And and let's let's use it. Let's make them work off each other in like a kind of symbiotic relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait until that is not the case anymore because yeah. I hate them yeah, talking directly to the camera. Well, um, speaking of steam and speaking of um, making progress and getting to those episodes where they're not doing that shit where they talk to the cameras, we gotta wrap this one up. I yeah. mean, I do want to say one more thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just a really neurotic guy, and, like, usually I think about what I say before I say it, and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Is that your favorite, Sometimes Derek? I'm just walking down the street, and I get depressed out of nowhere, and I really hate my nose. Okay, then I'll do, I'll do my favorite, which is, um, so what do you, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then Carrie says, um, this, I guess, this is it, what about you? And he says, um, uh... I want to move back to Iowa, where I'm from, and be a cop. <laughs> uh, I guess mine would be... I, we took a lot of them. Yeah. I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I um, love the bone. I love the bone. The bone. Um, okay, that was that, that. was it for episode two, Models and Mortals. Um, and until next time, carry on, y'all. Carry on, y'all.